This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp. Live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is, uh, we are being simulcast on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 with our ongoing coverage from Steelers Minicamp, which wrapped up earlier today over at Heinz Field. Uh, what comes next for the Steelers? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. The league is not uh, yet given the Steelers uh, the okay to uh, go to training camp. The Steelers have sent their plan in to the That's league. That's how that, that works. Like every yeah. team sends their own plan, right? right. Well, okay. especially now, because I mean, other years, you know, okay, right. Steel- we know what you've been doing since yeah. the dawn of time. Right. right. No big deal. But now you have to you have to send out a plan to the league uh, because of COVID, and you know what. Uh, safety precautions are going to be in place mm-hmm. at the facility that you're going to be at the, the earlier safe, this the, week, the, the, the Cowboys, spacing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowboys announced they were going back to Oxnard, California, mm-hmm. uh, for their camp. The league had given them permission to do so. Uh, the Steelers are the team that the Cowboys play Very in true. the hall of I fame game. Should be next priority. They'll be the right. first two teams that go to training camp this year. You would think that they, they would kind of, also a team that goes get, away, yeah, you know. Get right. moving on this a little bit quicker. Um, you what know, five weeks out, something like that, till when uh, they we're report? We're looking at it right now. People have asked me this, you know, when should the Steelers report it? Uh, if you go by the way it works, 14 days back from, 14 days before the game. Okay, okay. Which will put that date around June 20, or July 23rd. What's June 17th? Mm-hmm. That's just over a <laughs> month away. And as, yeah. as as we talked about yesterday, um, yeah, we had a good conversation with Bob about. I mean, this is the a, league goes the whole league office in the month of July goes on vacation. They shut it down. They do, which is a, everybody goes away. Yeah, you, suspensions loom and things yeah. like that, and you don't know what's going to happen, and probably don't get any like Deshaun Watson answers while they're all away. You'd think somebody be holding down the fort. You know what I mean? Like the janitor, I the, guess. The, the president goes on vacation. <laughs> the, the country they don't shut, shut the down. country down. Yeah, yeah. right. Somebody's got to be able to you know do things. Um, yeah, you would think. I mean, an NFL team, kind of like Labs was talking about yesterday, they move like a battleship. I mean, yeah. you can't just corner quickly <laughs> and be like, oh, we'll just go to Latrobe today yeah. and drive up there like a fan or me or you. You know, This is Hannibal going across the Alps. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, With a bunch of a, elephants that some of them don't make it. Some of them don't make my it. My little historical right. reference here. <laughs> that was over my head. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, a lot needs to go into this. I mean, not even just... Well, where are we going to put the players and where are we going to feed them? But how do you get all the equipment up there? And weight machines aren't light, you know, I mean, right. they don't move easy and things like that. I mean, and all the um, the stuff from the medical side of things, too, and all the treatment and, you know, so many people in the organization that have nothing to do with football. Yeah, I asked Mike Tomlin about that uh Today, actually, Mike Pursuta went down the, uh, the asked the first question. He said, what's your best case scenario for training camp? Uh, Tomlin's answer was, I don't necessarily have the answer to that. I know I've got some calendars on my desk, so I'm ready for whatever, but we haven't received any official word on what some of the details regarding training camp and things like that that you asked. Rest assured, regardless of where we are and when we are, that we will be ready. And I followed yeah. that up with, uh, you know, do you have some? did you have some expectation that the league would have gotten back to you by this time, they they told the Cowboys yeah, okay, earlier yeah, this question, week. Right. He said, "I had an expectation. I thought we would know by now. We don't always get what we want, as we know when we're dealing with the policy and global decision making and things of that nature. I had hoped to get some clarity prior to now, but I haven't." And of course, he wants to know, you know, more than anyone. But his job can pivot a little bit, you know. Right. I mean, like he needs to know things like 
well, how many fields can I practice? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. These are guys, right. you know, the coaching staff at this point is now getting ready. Uh, I would they're going away too. Next week, right, they're right. going to be on. Yeah, he probably told all tells all his guys now. Look, hey, many you know, many camps over with. They'll probably you know they'll be down at the south side of the UPMC Rooney mm-hmm. Sports Complex tomorrow. Go over some things that they saw this weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's Assess, review the tape. Yeah, and then we'll close things. Okay, up for what a bit what, and... what positions might we want to look at here if we think we're a little short? You know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Meet with Kevin Colbert and, and his staff, and then maybe a day or two next week. Maybe, right. Yeah, to but kind I of mean, finalize things. And then, hey, guys. Take your kids to Disney World. Yeah, right, go, right, on, right. go on vacation, get your stuff done, because the next six or seven months are going to be pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love telling the story, because, and I try to do it every year about this time, because my first year at Pitt and every the three years after, we sat down about nine months before this date, and Walt Harris would say, if you're planning on getting your wife pregnant, get busy tonight because you better have that kid during that month when you're off because you're not going to be changing a whole lot of diapers past that point because you're going to be living here. You know, I'm like, I never thought of that. There's a new guy sitting in the room. I'm like, I don't have any plans on doing so, but wow, that's really laying things out. You know yeah, what I mean? It's an excuse. <laughs> well, right. Hun, I got to get, you know. This is the time. Right, right, right. I'm doing my part here. It's September. I only got nine months from now, you know. But there is something to that. I mean, you know, it, it, it's very... NFL seasons, NFL teams, NFL schedules are very regimented. That's why last year was so crazy. Yeah, that's right. what made last year so right. much of a, of, a, of a trial, uh, especially for the Steelers. When, when we were talking about them being taken out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. that's a big deal for these guys. It is, and not you know playing football at a high level or being around teams. I mentioned that first year at Pitt. That was one of the most eye-opening things to me was – these guys are such creatures of habit. The coaches might be even worse than the players. They do not adapt well. No. <laughs> Again, I mean, they are turning a battleship very slowly, and they resist every step of the way. Well, you come up with a plan, and right, it's going to be it's going to be like a seventeen week plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now really, you... it's a three hundred sixty five day plan. Right. I mean, but, if you're a, yeah. a Tomlin or someone's yeah, been doing right. this every year, like I, every this is what we're going to do. Middle of it's June, it's one of those I'm things we this, talk you know? about with with new coaching staffs. Right, right, right. You know how do they, how are they going to handle minicamp? How are they going to mm-hmm. handle the, the training camp? Those kind of things. Anytime, and I've only been through a couple of coaching changes. But that's true. You know, too. Not a lot of change. Well, actually, here one. Either. I've been right. through one coaching change because I was I, I started covering the Steelers in '93. Mm-hmm. Cower was already in place. Well, I mean, so that's, that's more than most people covering the Steelers. Yeah, <laughs> they've never seen any. Um, but you, you don't know. Like I remember Mike Tomlin's first training camp. What's this going to look like? Is he going to he's going to have camp mm-hmm. like uh, you know Bill Cower did? That was there was even question. I, I remember. Um, Cower's first, Cower's second camp, which was my first camp. Okay, uh, they were still doing the. That year was the last year that they still opened with the Oklahoma drill. Oh wow! It was the la- wow. last vestiges of Chuck Knowles. Oh, okay. here's, here it is, you know, and they got rid of it after that. They yeah. had a media day that year. That was something that mm-hmm. they did, where all the players stood at the top of the hill, all ring, you know, all ring around the hill, and everybody talked. And okay, and uh, and maybe know, Tomlin doesn't want to do that, or Coward didn't want to do it. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that was the year as we joked with uh, when we had Merrill Hodge on in camp a couple of years ago uh, out at uh, Latrobe. Um, Barry Foster was holding out, and Merrill went on a, on a like a twenty minute diatribe about you know just 
Okay. You can't believe this guy's doing this. It's selfish. It's well, all that stuff. That was during that was media. uncommon back. That was then. during media day. Yeah. Okay. And like everybody's there and everybody's hearing this and like there wasn't many holdouts and there weren't yeah. many people talking about it. I'm that sure, was like the Merrill end of did. media day. That was and maybe the <laughs> beginning told, of Merrill's media career. I told, me, I told Merrill, you said you killed media day. You <laughs> killed media day, but it ignited his media career. They're yeah. Good for but Merrill. there are things that coaches they want to do on their own. And oh yeah. I'm sure they look at the old schedule and be like, like, that's a waste of time. I'm know, not doing that. Or, right. For like Ben Roethlisberger or Cam Hayward or one of these guys that have been around for a long time, they know what to expect every day. Exactly. When they when they show up, yeah. whether it be in Latrobe, whether it be at, at, the, at the facility, like, okay, it's the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I got to go in, I get treatment, then I got to practice, then I have a meeting, then I go practice. You Especially know. Latrobe, you know, yeah. like I walk from here over to the calf and then I get taped and then I, you know, I'm in, yeah. in my room's here. It's the same room as last year and... I'm not home. You know, I park up in the lot. You know, I have the same room at, at Latrobe every year. Right. I mean, I haven't been doing my, as long like, as you, but it's the same routine. I've spent more time in that room than any co-ed at, 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 <laughs> at, at, at St. Vincent College. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm doing podcasts in my room. And, you know, I mean, you get you get down pretty quick. The, I'm going to do the same things pretty much every day. And you and I happen to enjoy our days there. Yeah. And I hope we get to go back, of course. Um, I missed it a great deal last year. But I wonder... You know, same with scouting and the draft being virtual and, and some of these things. Might the Steelers have said, wow, there's some real value to doing it at Heinz Field? Or, no. I mean, I'm sure they want to go to Latrobe. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I bet that there's one or two things that every team changes this year that'll be a little less creature of habit because they learned something. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, they talk, Kevin Colbert talked about that, you know, around draft time, like, Hey, do we need to fly in all of our scouts from all over the country right, for, yeah, yeah. you know, for meetings and everything when we could just do them virtually. Uh, but the Steelers see the value of getting their players all in one place. Oh, I think you know, so too. And, and okay, here you are. And you're thinking nothing but football for the next six weeks, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah, five yeah. weeks or however long you're out there. No distractions. There's no distractions. Next neighbors not knocking on the door. Yeah. I mean, any little thing. You're not going home at night and your wife's saying, hey, we need to, uh, you take know, the garbage out. Take your, somebody needs to mow the lawn, <laughs> right, you know, any right, of that right, kind right. of stuff. You're, you're doing nothing but football. Yeah. And what you and I do is much, much different than an NFL football team. But, you know, every step of the way through COVID, you and I came. And had face-to-face, you know, shows. Yeah. And I think they're better. I, I mean, no I, I've done a lot of Zoom stuff over that time. You've done a lot of Zoom stuff. You've seen all these player and coach interviews. They're not close to being as good as being, you know, I there together. Better. I hope people don't think, well, this stinks. Imagine <laughs> what they'd be if they weren't in the same room. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow, that's the best they can do. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, that there's that personal interaction. I think that's why, you know, some of the rules that the league put in place um, regarding its new COVID rules. That oh, came the testing? Yeah. yeah. Like you can't, you have to still do meetings virtually, and you can't be around your teammates. I'm not going to say it's draconian because yeah. you know, nobody's losing an arm or anything over this. Stuff, right, right, right. But they're definitely pushing players to like, hey, you better get this done. The one thing I heard today, and people, hopefully, they listened yesterday. We laid out all the the new rules, which are extreme, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, you can get fined for going to get a Big Mac, sit there and without a mask on or whatever, if you're not vaccinated. But I'm not sure if we touched on it yesterday or I just missed it because my, my co-host on the podcast brought up today and said they can't even travel with a team. And I don't know, maybe that's off, but I don't think they could be on the team flight. 
I, I think they're they maybe have to be segregated. Okay, I mean I know they have to wear a mask. They have to wear a mask. Right. They're not allowed to leave the, okay. the team maybe facility. They, okay, maybe they're, they're not false. allowed to leave the team hotel in those time. Well, oh, I know of that. Right, right. Yeah, um, I I hadn't heard that they have I to can't travel separately. They'd have to fly themselves there. You know, I mean, then somebody has to pick up. I, I wouldn't you know. think that you would that the team would send two two separate charters, one for. Then is that safer? No. I mean, <laughs> right, uh, uh, sitting next to me and you on some commercial. Somehow, plane so, some you know, all these kid. guys are are finding their way to the to the team facilities. They're all gonna they're, right now, as we sit here. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, there are Steeler players out at, at the Pittsburgh International Airport. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Getting ready to fly out of town. Yeah, or going, already on flights. Practice was done at you know twelve thirty mm-hmm. today. The, the Najis of the world are going back to California or whatever, and probably preparing to move here. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys and. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, even if you live here, if Ben or Cam or these guys live here, still getting on a flight and going somewhere. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean. Hey, we we had this trip to Disney World, uh, mm-hmm. you know, planned as soon as camp was over. You know, yeah. or you know, I got a I got my summer house in I don't know Ben has a house in Georgia. Okay, oh, we're gonna yeah, we're yeah. gonna go down there for a few. Now's you know, the time to do it. Right, right, yeah, right, kids right. are dumb. They're not in school. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on right now. And um, the other thing that's going to go on. Is I had heard a little heard a little blurb about this today. Think about all the kids, and I think your son was one of them that turned twenty one during the pandemic, like yeah. and haven't got to go to bars yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I think most of the players have already passed that, but there's going to be a window of. I've never sat at a bar legally. I want to go do that. You know, I mean, I think bars are going to be nuts and players will be there. I mean, there's a lot right. of young men going there, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're 22, 23, 24 right. years old. You're fresh out of college. You're like, okay, right. I'm single. I, I you know, but I'm single and I want to mingle. Let's... Right. Right. I mean, everyone listening, I'm sure, you know, you and I, the day we turn 21, like I'm going to a bar, you know, I mean, or, you know, and shortly thereafter and probably many times after. Yeah, many times this week. No, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, and it depends on where you live. I mean, mm-hmm. even last year during the season, um, you know, we went to we went to Florida for went to Jacksonville for a game, went to Dallas for a game, went yeah. to, to Nashville for a game, and the rules there were much different than they were mm. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, good point. Good point. Completely different. Like, right. you know, <clears throat> I went out to get get food, and I'm like, whoa. You know, this yeah, is take, this is almost normal. It's like, almost normal. Yeah, what's going and that on? That was pretty long ago in the, in yeah. the world of COVID. And, and I wonder how much does the NFL, when they make their decisions, going back to how's camp going to be and all these type of things, do they have to correlate it with the state of PA? I mean, I would well, I imagine think that's kind of the holdup right now because okay. you've got fifty. Di- well, I don't know how many states are have a team. With half of them or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, but you've got so many different rules in mm-hmm. place now. I think by the end of June. All states will be open. I thought that too, but yeah. that's not my. I'd rather talk because about that was linebackers. one of the holdups, you know, for like Indianapolis. I was supposed to go to the Guns N' Roses concert mm-hmm. next month in Indianapolis, and and the Colts, however, were still one of the teams that hadn't opened up their. They weren't hadn't been told yet that they could have full stadiums in in, oh, gotcha. in September. And I'm like, how's that going to work? Yeah, well, then right, the, right, the concert right. got pushed back to September. Okay, so, so you're not going. I so I can't go now. No, no thanks. Shout mine for you. Yeah. Right. That's no good. No, that's no good. But uh, yeah, so I mean, there's still. I think I think it's Indianapolis and Denver are the two I that haven't right. haven't gotten the clearance yet that, that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to have full stadiums. But there's the expectation that that's going to happen. Yeah, I didn't put two and two together until you just mentioned it. Now you mentioned Dallas yesterday that they got to go ahead. I'm like, oh, they're one of the teams that go away. Oh, they're also the Hall of Fame team. So yeah. Steelers should be right behind them you in the, the go ahead. Yeah. Right. The, I mean, those have to the be the two priorities. Teams that are going to go first. Yeah, they have to be the priorities. Um, don't teams 
They have new coaches report a little earlier, too. A little earlier, yeah. So maybe they're next or whatever. Yeah. But still, I might think we would start to get these you know, the, the basic camp knowledge for all these teams, where they're all going to be. Yeah, one would hope so. We'll see, you, uh, you know, what the NFL uh, does here and what the holdup is, you and, know. And you mentioned, you know, you guys asking Tomlin about it today. It sounds like, and I'm speculating, he probably has like three or four different calendars on his desk. You almost have to. This will probably be one of these yeah. four, you know. I, I think, you know, this whole past year has been building contingency plans. Mm-hmm. Which are essentially a lot of wasted time. I say it's a lot of throwing the yeah. three of those calendars that somebody built up are just going to go right into the garbage. But at the same time, if you don't do that, then you lose time on the back end when something happens and you're not able to be light enough on your feet to change. And as I say, football teams don't adjust quickly. That's how we open yeah. the segment. You know, I mean, so you better have them all and hope that one of the four on your desk is actually right. <laughs> I mean, you might have you might be zero for four. Or you're meshing them together, right, trying right. to make it work. Well, you take this idea from this one, and this one from this one, and you know. Again, it goes it goes back to that you know that week that you know the Steelers were supposed to play on Thanksgiving, and ended up playing the following Wednesday. Like, yeah, that one's nuts. You know, at like five o'clock or whatever. And, and a couple of times they're at they're at practice waiting to you know mm-hmm. get ready to practice. Oh wait, no, the, the Ravens still can't play. Like, yeah, right. You know, we talked about start, that. Stop, start, too. stop, like, start, stop. There were teams hit harder in terms of playing time missed than the Steelers, but nobody was hit harder than we got to change your schedules around. Yeah. And again, these teams don't adjust to it as easy as you and I might think, you yeah. know, or people out there listening might think they, they don't like it. No, they don't like it one bit, but uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We're live from Steelers Minicamp. Uh, It just wrapped up today, but we're going to take that break, and we'll be back with more right after this. This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers minicamp, live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We are back with the Steelers coverage live from Steelers minicamp. I'm Dale Lally here with... Matt Williamson and uh, one of the guys, Matt, that we had an opportunity yeah. to speak to today for the first time as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers was a new quarterback, uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, obviously uh, had been released by the uh, Washington football team mm-hmm. last year as a first round draft pick of the football team. I just can't get used to That's stupid. Like, they're going to the change that name team. soon. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's an offseason season. I don't care if they call themselves the Jackalopes. Just something different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That- Making me crazy. They're all football teams. That's silly. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, but uh, we hadn't had a chance to talk to him since he was uh, released for, by Washington last year and then signed by the Steelers in the yeah. offseason. We've heard a lot of people talk about him. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the bigger stories of the offseason across the country. Yeah, you I signed mean, a former first-round draft pick, right, a guy right. who was a first-round draft pick just two years ago. Right, and uh, you know, we'll talk about him after we hear what he has to say, but I, I liked what I saw at minicamp. I mean, I, I think some people the day it happened thought, Wow, the Steelers think he's going to replace Ben. No, I mean, just look at the contract. Add them to the mix. Yeah, it's a, it's a great addition at a, at a low cost. Why not? Yeah, why not? Right, right. Uh, why not indeed? So here's what Dwayne Haskins had to say earlier today to the media. Dwayne, good morning. Um, I was curious that uh, uh, after uh, what happened in Washington when you came here, was, just, was there any one thing that you kind of wanted to show the Steelers? Did you feel that you need to, you know, did you, did you have to prove something to them? Um, just coming here to Pittsburgh, I just wanted to prove to the coaching staff and my teammates how much I love football. And uh, it's a grateful opportunity to be here and just showing that my mind's in the right place and that I'm willing to work to be able to, to show my talents and be able to work and earn a spot here. 
Dale Lally, DK. Yeah, Dwayne, were you surprised at your release by Washington? I mean, they, they just used a first-round pick on you at your hometown team, and a little over a year later, uh, they, they let you go? I wouldn't necessarily say I was surprised. I, um, you know, it was just part of the business. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the people that, you know, were brought in by the new coaching staff, and I'm understanding that this is a business and um, realizing that as the season went on that, um, you know, just – Things weren't going the way that we both wanted it to. And um, being able to be here now in the spot, you know, we can work hard and be able to figure things out together. And, um, you know, just great for the opportunity Washington gave me. But it wasn't completely surprising, but um, it was also definitely unfortunate to be able to be released the way that I was. Ed Bouchette, The Athletic. Dwayne, um... Was it too much too soon for you in Washington? I mean, you only had one full season at Ohio State. Did you meet, maybe need some more nurturing before you were thrown into things? Um, you know, this is like the nature of the business. Um, you need to be played. You got to be played. And um, definitely um, situations are different. And, you know, environments that you get into when you get drafted isn't always something that you can plan for or be necessarily prepared for, um, especially coming out of Ohio State or coming out of any college. But um, I tried the best that I could, and you know, it just didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. But it's grateful to be here in Pittsburgh, and just thankful for the opportunity to just have another shot. Jenna Harder, PXI. Dwayne, just what's it been like working in the Steelers quarterbacks room up to this point? Uh, it's been great. Uh, I had a prior relationship with Josh. Uh, I've known him since college, and he's been really great with just being able to help me with the nuances of the offense and. I worked out with Mason in the off season, and I've got a new him prior to coming out here for the mini camp and OTAs. And I've been a big, big Ben, big, big Ben fan <laughs> for a while. So uh, just to be able to be in the quarterback room with these guys, and you know they played high level football, and be able to learn from them, it's been a great experience. Uh, Coach Sullivan's also great. He coached Eli Manning and his Super Bowl runs, and just having those guys who know a lot about football and doing the best they can to help me out has been a great experience. Brooke Pryor, ESPN. Hey, Dwayne, uh, when we talked with Mike Tomlin yesterday, I mean, after practice, we saw the two of you have kind of an extended conversation on the field. He said that he's been focused on getting to know you, the person. How much can a relationship with Mike Tomlin kind of help you make this transition or get your mind right and, and kind of get rebooted in the NFL? I mean, relationships are everything. I mean, on the field, off the field, um, definitely the environment and certain sense that you are a lot to do with your success on the field and uh, Coach Tomlin's been a great guy as far as just, you know being able to get to know me as far as what I need to do as a quarterback and then what I need to do off the field and things of that nature. And uh, he's been very hands-on with me in our communication. And I'm just grateful for, you know, the Hall of Fame coach to take the time that he's taking the time with as far as helping me out. Um, and uh, he's made that known to me. He's been a great you know, motivator just being able to, to talk to me. Uh, you, know, you know, he play defense. He talks a little, little stuff to me on defense and stuff like that. He tries to get me to know the ball and the coverage. And I'm learning not to do that. So, uh you know, he's been great. It's, it's a lot of fun, and uh, everything I heard about him has been true, and everybody loves him around here, so I see why. Joe Rudder, Trib. Yeah, the way I'm not sure if you heard what Ben said about you, but have you ever thrown a ball through a car wash, and would it get wet if you did? Uh, I might have to try and uh, might have to try with Ben to see if he can be there, but um, I definitely did see that, and um, I remember I was seven years old when Ben won his first Super Bowl, and I tell him all the time about how old he is, and you know, it's just funny that um, he's still playing and how, how high level, high high of a level he plays. And um, the compliment that he gave me is something that motivates me even further. Um, you know that he believes in me and sees it, sees my um, hard work coming through, and 
um, distinctly say something like that. Jerry Dulac, Post-Gazette. Hey, Dwayne, what is your expectation here? What have they told you or what do they expect of you? Uh, my expectations here is to, you know, make everyone who decided to take a chance on me look good and um, just work as hard as I possibly can and, you know, let, let my work speak for itself. And, of course, I want to be able to take off, take off, take um, after, after a big band and stuff like that. But that comes within due time and, you know, just being able to, to do everything I need to do um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, they expect a lot out of me as far as just being prepared and being the best version of myself. That's what they pretty much want from me and allowing that to just speak for itself. Allowing his play to speak for itself. Hmm. What a novel concept. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I, I mean, this is a guy, you know, was he good with the football team? No. I mean, you could, anyone will watch his tape that he put out there and you'd say, yeah, that's not good enough. That's not what you want to have a first-round right. pick. However, and I'm not just making excuses for the guy, getting thrown into that environment, I, I mean, <laughs> he said he had two coaches in a very short amount of time, two offenses, didn't have a even a Fitzpatrick type role model there, or no you know. off season or training camp last year. Right, no off season. Right, exactly with a new coaching staff. And that's usually when they often coaches will often tell you the biggest jump a player makes is year one to year two. Well, he didn't have the same resources to make that jump. Again, I'm not saying he's Ben's successor. Or he's the next Hall of Fame quarterback here, and he's going to make everyone forget about Ben and Bradshaw, but. There's talent there. I mean, I, I was focusing on him a fair amount the last couple of days. I can't wait to see him in the preseason. Here's his college numbers at, at, oh, at Ohio right, yeah. State. Uh, now, he played in eight games. I said as, one of his knocks is he didn't have a lot of Not snaps. a lot. Yeah. He played in eight games as a, as a, true, as a freshman in 2017. Okay. Um, 40 completions on 57 attempts for 565 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. That's mop-up duty. That's mop-up duty, yeah. Beats everybody back. Killing everybody. Right, right, right. Okay. The next year, he takes over as the starter, as a sophomore. And it's ridiculous. As a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 14 games, completed 70% uh, of his 533 passes. Mm -hmm. And 70%. they throw downfield. I yeah. mean, they have good receivers, obviously, but they throw downfield. For 4,831 yards, that's 9.1 yards per attempt. Mm -hmm. um, actually, his air yards per attempt was 10.3 yards wow. per attempt, which is slinging it down the field. Yeah, yeah. 50 touchdown passes. I said the TD passes were. Eight interceptions. I think he was in the Heisman runner-up oh, or yeah. something I mean, like he that. There. He didn't win it, but he was, yeah. you know, in that. I think he was invited to New York or whatever. Just curious. Do you have his rushing totals in Ohio State? I know they're low. But they're I'm low, but they, they count were. sacks into that, too, in, ah, at the true, college true, level. True. So it's uh, his, his first year in 2017, it was 24 carries. For 86 yards, mm -hmm. uh, the next year it was 79 for 108. But it, but he had four touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so again, you know, that's. I'm sure there's some short yardage QB sneaks. But you're, but you're factoring, here yeah, while, you're factoring you know. his sacks into that as well. So mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of you can't really look necessarily at the college rushing totals. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, here are his numbers from okay. his first two years in Washington, as as a a 22 year old rookie in 2019. Uh, he's he's appeared in nine games, started seven. That was a bad team too. It was a really bad yeah. offense. I mean, they, they, they were, got McLaurin, luckily, but other yeah. than that, who they were two and five in his starts. He completed fifty eight point six percent of his two hundred and three passes. This is rookie year. This is rookie year. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, uh, <clears throat> thirteen hundred and sixty five yards. Uh, that's about one hundred and fifty. It was one hundred and fifty one point seven yards per game. But those aren't. There were two non starts in there. Mm, okay. Um, he took 29 sacks. That's too many. It was. And, yeah. he, and he's not going to be great at eluding tacklers. 
he's going to have to you know win the pass rush battle with his mind and a quick you know and yeah. quickness and things like that. But, as but they your, also didn't have a great your line. Point, yeah, they had they didn't have a great line. No. He had one receiver, really no running game. No, they haven't had a running game for yeah. a couple of years, right? Uh, last year, he he appears in seven games. He starts six. They win one of those six starts, but his completion percentage went up to sixty one point four percent. He was a really low A dot guy, though. Yeah, and Alex Smith was historically low, but everything was a check down to McKissick in that offense, especially when Alex Smith was there. Right, but, right. I mean, but, really so he was doing criminal. what the coaches asked him to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still threw for fourteen hundred and thirty nine yards in those yeah. in those games, which was an average of uh, two hundred and five point six. And again, one of those wasn't a start, so he was over two hundred yards passing per game, uh, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, so his interception percentage actually went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the touchdown yes, percentage. think it would. Yeah, the touchdown percentage went down as well. But again, they weren't necessarily throwing the football around a whole lot. They did have a little bit better running game. Mm-hmm. Um, the sacks, however, were way down. Even though he threw, he had 241 attempts last year compared to 203 his rookie year. His sacks went down from 29 to 20. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so right, th- right. there's some there's some signs there if you look at. It, okay, maybe he gets it mm-hmm. a little bit. We've done this with Rudolph in his career, too. I mean, on the surface, you just see their numbers, like, oh, they stink. They're not any good. But if you see progress, that's the first step, and especially for guys that don't, you know, they're not Baker Mayfield that's the starter from day one, basically, right. play 16 games, you know, first picked overall type of guy, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, guys that are just going to get inserted in there. They've, they've had to prove themselves, and you know that they're not going to be, you know, walk onto campus and be the starter, you know, right away. Well, and, that's part of the, you know, part of the thing, like, that was expected of him in Washington. Right. And that's you were wrong. the 15th. Like you were not only was he the 15th pick in the draft, not only was he viewed as the savior, the team owner, if you believe the reports from down there, pressed the coaching staff. It's, you got to take him. You hear it from every angle yeah. that that was because he's from the area. He's from the area. Right, they to go he's going back. Right. So he's he's a starting quarterback, a first round quarterback going back to his hometown. Mm-hmm. On his quarterback-starved team, that's looking for this, you know, the next guy. So you get thrust into that role. You heard him talk about it in the interview, like you know, he has no control over the situation he goes into. Mm-hmm. So now he comes here. There's no pressure there's other no than pressure, him right, making right. the roster. Right. I mean, Mitch Trubisky didn't work out in, in in Chicago either, but it wasn't his fault. He only started one season for North Carolina, right. or, or Haskins, or you know. We well, heard that about Haskins when he came out. Like there were some some rumblings out of Ohio, uh, Ohio State that well maybe he's not quite ready to to, to be. I mean, by, both of those should have went probably back to school would have been better for their NFL yeah. careers, not better for their wallet. I mean, right. you got a big check as a first round pick, um, and if if someone's gonna tell you to be a first round pick, you come out. Right, that's the thing. But if you're the Bears or the football team, you should you know think accordingly. Like this the guy nest not, wasn't there. The nest wasn't there at all. Yeah, there was no nest at all. I, I mean, so there's that. There's a lot of reports that he could have been more professional and worked harder, but you get released and all of a sudden you're picked up for league minimum or whatever the Steelers are getting them. That near death career experience is going to wake up. A young you're going to go too. one way or the other. Heck yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, if he fails here, it's pro- probably get yeah. another shot, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, Paxton, He's not Lynch, get a good tra- you know, Paxton Lynch, Paxton Lynch got yeah. a couple of shots because he was a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. Now he's not in the league. Yeah. And he's not you much know. older than Haskins. When, right. When you, th- when you look at it. So uh, again, you can go one way or the other with that. I, I think the talent is there enough to be an enough NFL to, player. Yeah. Enough to right, be right. a quarterback in the NFL. Does the rest of it all come together now? Do you, re- mm-hmm. you know, maybe he was too immature last year. 
Again, he was sure. 22 to 23 years old being thrust into this situation mm-hmm. where, hey, you're the savior of the franchise. You're the face of the franchise. You're the hometown guy. You mentioned the hometown thing. I meant to say this earlier. It, staying at home isn't good. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, it sounds great. He's going to lead the hometown team. You're getting 500 ticket requests each week. You Cousins know? you never heard of are coming out of the woodwork, and everyone's got a handout, and, you know, you can't go anywhere where people don't know you, and your high school buddies that you really weren't buddies with, or, you know, there's a lot more distractions at home. I mean, there's even rumors. I don't know if it's true or not, but, like, the Steelers looked at Danny Marino and thought, He'd be better if he gets out of town. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You know, things like that. You know, it's it just it, so now he's in a, a new place, a very stable organization. That's about the least stable organization in the league, yeah. though, by the way, but especially before the new coach got there and with no expectations and a lot to prove. So it, it's the Steelers had nothing invested. He could be the worst player in the league. Okay. It doesn't hurt them one bit. No, no, it cost them nothing. That's why I didn't understand. Some of the uh, the vitriol that yeah. surrounded them signing him, like they got nothing to lose here. I they, understood it like, that first day. I, I wouldn't or have, so. Would I have traded anything for him? No, no, because we talked about that yeah. too. We knew he was on the block, you know. And I yeah. even threw out there, hey, maybe I'd give a sixth or seventh round pick for him just to make sure you get him. Um, my hunch is Coach Tomlin did a pretty good recruiting job because there yeah. probably was other teams in that mix, and he's got some ties to that area of the country as well. Um, but again, you've nothing invested in the guy. It's it's you can cut him tomorrow and it costs you nothing. If he does something stupid in the next six weeks, he won't even be at Latrobe if we go there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So So nothing ventured, nothing gained, uh, but you have the possibility of getting a it's it's essentially a free first round a free first round draft pick. Yeah, exactly. I mean you got a at the most important position on the field where you're looking for a replacement or you're looking for answers or ideas at least, you know. Yeah. So, interesting. We'll keep an eye on that, continue to keep an eye on that. But today was the first day that he spoke with the media. Um, I wrote a big piece on him on, on DKPittsburghSports.com. I think you're, you can find a big piece on him everywhere at this yeah, point I now. Bet, because, yeah, but uh, I mean, I know I've been asked about him a ton. What yeah. if he has a great preseason and some team says, hey, we'll give you a third-round pick for him? Yeah. That could happen. You know or what I mean? if somebody gets a quarterback hurt and they say, okay, hey, we, we see you got three here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get, you know, would you like to trade one of them? Would you like to trade Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins or mm-hmm. whoever? And they've already know? traded Dobbs once. Yeah. Something for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. it's not a bad idea to have another quarterback in camp that has talent. Absolutely not. Right. Uh, but uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and uh, simulcasting today on ESPN 970, live from Steelers Minicamp at Heinz Field. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers minicamp live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lally with Matt Williamson. Uh, we are here at uh, live at uh, Steelers training camp. Or mini, I keep saying training camp. Mini camp. Mini camp. Mini camp. Yep, mini yep, training yep. camp. We're not there quite to training camp yet. A little ambitious. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jim Trotter wrote a piece on uh, NFL.com, Matt, about uh, quarterback translator. Oh, piece. Okay. okay. One of the things he's translating here is what uh, Matt Canada had to say earlier this week when he spoke with the media about Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Uh, he's, I think people misconstrued that. I a think bit. a lot of people, right, and right. I think Jim is misconstruing this as well. He said, I think in football, this is what Canada said. I think in football, it is 11 men doing their job, but the quarterback is their focal point. We're going to do what Ben wants to do and how Ben wants to do it. Our job is putting every player in position to make plays. Mm hmm. That's the common sense way to approach thing. Your quarterback handles the football every single play. Right. 
You're yeah. going to do what your quarterback can do. You're not going to ask him to do things that he can't do. No, we had a good conversation about this earlier, the whole square peg, round hole, yeah. quarterbacks or baseball stadiums. You know, I think the offense will be very, very different under Canada. Yes. I think it'll be a lot less predictable. I think they'll utilize some gifts that the NFL gives you with pre-snap motion and um, deception and getting linebackers to take false steps and play action, of course, and run action. But you're nuts if you ask Ben to be Lamar Jackson. Right. Or Lamar to be Ben. You right. know what I mean? Like, Or even ask Ben to be Josh Allen. Right, like, exactly. You're not going to do that. No, you're not going to do that. Or you're that. not going to run Patrick Mahomes' offense, you know, the Kansas City offense with mm -hmm. Roethlisberger. It's okay. Uh, you know, Pat, roll out to the, you know, all the way out to the sideline and throw the ball back across the field. Like, <laughs> right. No. No. Cater to what he does well and getting the ball out quick, reading defenses is what he does best at this stage of his career. Um, I would imagine that a lot of people are listening going, it's going to be more of the same. Ben just rules the roost. They just got a patsy for Ben and he's just going to do everything he says. I don't think that's the case. No, I don't either. I, I don't. I mean, Canada's history shows. He's going to install some new stuff, and right. a lot of people study what Matt Canada does. And I do think the run percentage will go up, and but I think they'll run the ball differently. I think they'll attack the field. Uh, they didn't attack enough blades of grass through the air last Correct. year, and yeah. I think they will. And they'll also manipulate the defense much, much better. Here is Trotter's translation on what Canada had to say. Mm. The translation, we know Ben is not the player he once was, and he's extremely sensitive to criticism that his game and arm strength have slipped since the 2019 elbow surgery. So we have to keep him engaged by consistently stressing that he's the fuel that makes the offense go, even though rookie running back Najee Harris will be the focal point. I think, I think too half many, of that's right. Too many people are falling into this idea that the Steelers didn't the Steelers didn't throw the football down the field last year and that Roethlisberger's mm -hmm. arm strength is somehow lacking. Right. That's it, not the case. I, I think that you, you just assume he's old, they didn't throw the ball deep or attack the intermediate levels, so they he can't threw throw the anymore. Ball, they threw the ball deep. They did. They didn't they did. connect they shots, on right. the deep ball. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. They didn't design a lot of arm strength throws. I, I think that will change. I mean – he probably, he, I know he doesn't throw the ball as well as he used to, but he threw the ball better than basically anyone in the league at one point. And I'm very certain, I'm not certain he can do it for 600 attempts a year, but I am certain right now he can throw the ball well enough to succeed, if not better. I mean, better go, than that. Go back and watch. I, I would suggest to anybody who thinks that his arm strength is lacking to go back and watch the second half of the playoff game against Cleveland. Yeah, that's a good one, right. And that's late in the year. He's when throwing deep ends. He's hit, throwing, right, right. you know, he's he's winging the ball down the football field because they're trying to come back. And he back. had to, right. And he had to. Their, their, their lives are on the line. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's throwing, you know, 30, 30 yard ends mm -hmm. in that game that, like, okay, that's not an arm strength problem, folks. No. And I'm totally speculating on this. No one in the organization has told me this, of course. But I do think that being undefeated and being as successful as they were, might have worked Don't against them a little. Don't what's broken. Right. Yeah. Like you might, it's harder to look in the mirror when you think you're beautiful and say, why would I change this? You know what yeah. I mean? When people are adapting and catching up to you, of course, and your tape became a little bit predictable. And I also think, and again, I don't know this, but when Ben sat down with Mr. Rooney and Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin about coming back, and I think a lot of people thought it was all about money. I bet it was not. I bet it, there was a heart-to-heart -heart about Ben, we need you to change how you play, and we will provide you the resources to do that, namely 
a big time running back. Yeah. For one thing, you know, and a, a system that many quarterbacks around the league have had more success with. You know, we're going to take less. We're, gonna, we're trying to make your job easier. We're all trying to do the same thing, but you need to come. You need to meet us halfway. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I or think that's what I mean. And I, I, I think all too often the last couple of years, and obviously he didn't play in 2019 much, mm-hmm. um, but the last three years really, um, his, la- his last two years for sure, when they didn't have Levy on Bell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't trust the running backs. No, I don't think so. There's a, reason, there's a reason why their, their, their rushing attempts went from 15th in the league in 2017, the last year that they had Levy on Bell, mm-hmm. to following the last three years – 29 30th 32nd yeah yeah you know it's just they that, that's that shows me that not only did he not trust the running backs they didn't trust the running backs i think he did when connor was right when connor was right it just wasn't right enough. and it wasn't very often yeah and he watched him in practice all week thinking i've seen this show yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like and he i'm sure he has a superman feeling to him and as most quarterbacks do but I don't think, and maybe I'll be proven wrong with this, but there was a lot of rumors like late in Dan Fouts and Dan Marino's career that they're throwing it. They're not handing the ball off, you know, like, and I'm bigger than the team. I think that heart to heart with the, the organization is going to be more Elway late career than what I just described. Yeah. Otherwise Uh, you're going to, they're not, it's not going to work. He and Bell openly talked about that when Bell was here, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Roethlisberger would go to, to Bell and say, Hey, I want you to be my Terrell Davis here. Yeah. 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 Um, well, now he's got Terrell Davis. He does. He does. You I know, mean, he's got a guy that's capable. He's got a young guy who's capable. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not giving him everything any, he can eat. You know we're I mean? not giving anything away here because the Steelers put out a photo of this yesterday mm-hmm. of the one-handed catch in the end zone. Pretty nice. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about it on the air for a while. Yeah, you've seen it before. <laughs> it was, that's yeah. the first one. That's the, yeah. We saw quite a bit of that uh, throughout the course of the of the off-season workouts here. Steelers put the, the photo out there of it. Um, it's just him. Uh, he's a big guy. Yeah. He's long. He's got great hands. He's unbelievably long. Yeah. The catching radius is crazy. And I think you had this conversation with him. I know it was one of the reporters that asked him about another one-handed catch yeah. way back when. Yeah, it was and, me. Yeah. And he didn't even, like, bat an eye. Like, that's just what I do. Yeah. You know, like, that. that's not news. And the little I've seen of him, even, like, in warm-ups and things, expect some one-handed catches in his Steelers expect, career is all I'm saying. It, well away from his body. Yeah, expect a lot of things from this. I think the expectations, like I, I've i been asked, are, are the expectations too great on Najee Harris? I think they're too light. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, but, the fantasy community is not caught up. I'll no, tell you that right now. No, not at all. And, and uh, you know, I think... Don't they know this team's history with, you know, Lev Bell and... Bell cows and... First-round pick, running backs? <laughs> like, you don't think they've ever heard that first-round running backs are a bad investment? Like... They're going to get every dollar out of this investment, every penny they're going to get out of this investment, and it's going to be him touching the ball a ton. I'm also a little excited about McFarland too, because I don't think he's going away or his story's written, but he's going to be a compliment at best. I mean, Najee is going to be a, a high-touch player when it's all added up. Yeah, he's going to get volume. He's going to get quality, I think. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there as well. He's going to line up outside the numbers. He's going to you know, he's gonna be all over the place. He's, he's a... He's a Finished. I don't want to say he's a finished product, but he's a near finished product coming mm-hmm. out of school. That that uh, Steeler fans are going to be very happy with that draft yeah. pick. I, I hope I'm not overstepping, but that that one handed catch that he made is on a fade ball in the end zone. Yeah, I mean that, that's, that's a, a wide receiver catch. Right. That's what we threw to Larry when I was a pit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's not many running backs they asked to do that to. 
because they don't do it well, and they're short, stumpy guys. You yeah, know? for sure. But uh, we got to take another break. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to our live coverage here of Steelers Minicamp on ESPN 970 and SNR. We'll be back with more right after this.